welcome to the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name is Richard Kerr, and in 2013, I started a Facebook group dedicated to teaching people how to travel the world using points and miles. Today, over 50,000 members of Award Travel 101 share, teach, and learn how to travel the world on any budget. This podcast is not only a recap of award travel news and strategy, but also a glimpse into my life of running a Facebook group full-time and the lives of our members. Before we start this week's episode, here's a word from our sponsor. Running a Facebook group of over 60,000 people means I get asked a lot of questions. One of the most common is, Richard, where are you always finding these cheap flights and these mistake fares? I feel like I'm always missing out. Never miss a deal again by using Thrifty Traveler Premium. This is over 80 international flight deals a month delivered right to your inbox. Sign up today. Try it for free at thriftytraveler.com slash AT101. Get deals like instant mistake fare notification for $238 round trip flights to Croatia. Filter the notifications you get based on your departure city and your surrounding cities. You can use points to book these fares like Amex Membership Rewards, Chase Ultimate Rewards, and you're going to get miles when you fly these amazing deals. They even send me SkyMiles flash sales so I never miss an opportunity to get free or cheap flights. Never miss a deal again. Thrifty Traveler Premium. Sign up today. Try it for free. ThriftyTraveler.com slash AT101. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's that time of the week again where you spend your commute or your little bit of free time obsessing about made-up currencies that we have no control over but we love to love. Welcome to the War Travel 101 Podcast, a great episode. Joining me this week, a gentleman that I've known, oh, I would say three or four years now, who shares a very similar philosophy to me about points and miles. It's none other than Mr. Spencer Howard. Spencer, how are you doing today? Hey, Rich. Thanks for having me. Doing well over here. You don't sound like it, man. We got to get a little more excited. A little more that. excited. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm having a good day. I'm looking at a sunny day out my apartment window, so it's a good day for me. If you don't know Spencer Howard, he currently writes at God Save the Points over on the Boarding Area Network. He also has the Straight to the Points Award Space Alert newsletter approaching, what, 6,000 subscribers? Uh, we just passed uh, 6,300. 6,300. That's my favorite number. Listen, we were meant to do this podcast today. <laughs> so Spencer's newsletters have proved invaluable to a lot of people who get those notifications of some of the most aspirational or difficult to find award space. You get an instant alert. And this costs how much for this email to show up in your inbox right now? Well, right now it's free. (laughs) (laughs) That's also my favorite number. Man, we're on the head today. For free, you can sign up over uh, at his website, which is, Spencer, tell us. It's uh, straighttothepoints.co. That's a (laughs) C-O. Funny story about that. Uh, There's actually, there's an Italian martial arts website that owns the .com version, and I can't seem to get them to respond to my requests to buy it <laughs> italian martial arts is called straight to the point it's not it just redirects to another site but i just can't get a hold of them so <laughs> well there you have it ladies and gentlemen a good story and you need to sign up for this newsletter Qantas first space ana first class go to new zealand singapore etihad uh, qatar airways lufthansa all kinds of great stuff i think i just said that correct lufthansa is that, is that how you pronounce <laughs> it you're german aren't you you look german <laughs> Not even close. (laughs) So Spencer and I have been talking points and miles for quite a while. I wanted to invite him on the show today because we can really banter back and forth about a myriad of topics. We're going to cover some breaking news that just came here on the day we're recording a few hours ago. We're going to cover a city article that Spencer wrote over at God Save the Points. We're going to talk about the future of our 
space. First, I want to start, Spencer. You and I just discussed some breaking news coming out. The Attorney General of the District of Columbia has decided to sue Marriott in order to kill resort fees. This is amazing news. Agree or disagree? I mean, it's awesome. It's, uh, I feel, well, you're like kind of the, the tip of the spear, I feel like, on this battle. Um, but it's, I think a lot of travelers are just sick and tired of not knowing what they're going to owe when they book something. Um, it's, that is the main point right there. You just hit it on the head. I want to be clear for the 800th time, my philosophy on resort fees. I do not have a problem with a company making money or a business being successful or charging what their product is worth. I have a problem with us not knowing that price. So the Attorney General of the District of Columbia agrees. He says, enough of this. We want to know what it's going to cost up front. Why do hotels think this is a consumer-friendly move? Any idea, Spencer? I have no idea. Honestly, I just... <laughs> I mean, airlines didn't like having to include the taxes and fees in the in the, uh, in the price of their tickets. We've, we've find, like, you know, after years, we dealt with that, and now they have to include it. Um, hotels have been fighting that on their side and have been winning so far. I don't really understand why. Um, I mean, you've actually, I've actually seen airlines argue they shouldn't have to include the taxes and fees because like hotels don't. So I think that's the wrong way. I think that both should have to, but we will, we'll certainly see. Hopefully this is a good first step. Yeah. Big props to, uh, Lauren Wolf over at killresortfees.com who is there in DC and has been working very closely. I know in this effort, so Lauren, uh, big hat tip to you on, on seeing this through today and to the attorney general over there. It, like you just said, it's weird. The the Justice Department, actually Department of Transportation, I think 2012, set the precedent that airlines, remember when those ads would pop up that said, hey, $50 round trip from Atlanta to London, and you get to the final <laughs> checkout page, and it's $750 with, you know, that. So obviously not a consumer-friendly move. Yeah. <laughs> but then when they when they stopped, you know, with, with the airlines and said, hotels, you can keep doing this. And then the hotel lobby comes out and says, this is what consumers have asked for, the the unbundling of services. Everybody loves the two free bicycles that we let them use and the eight faxes you can send. This is what consumers <laughs> want, you know, and they say it with a straight face and you're like, okay, I can't take much more of this, man. Well, Rich, it's, you know uh, how I love a good fax. Like, yeah, gotta send that uh, fax. <laughs> fax. Fax in today's world, unfortunately, there's so much opinion. You got a good, what's, what's your worst resort fee personal experience? Um, uh, Personally, not too many. The one that sticks out, um, Catherine and I uh, were staying at, I think it was a Westin in New York City. Um, and it was just like not clear at all that was being charged and weren't having it. So we kind of like pushed back on it. And then they're like, all right, we won't charge it because we weren't going to. It's Actually, it's a credit. They're like, well, you get a credit. But they didn't like make any of that clear uh, when we checked in that we even had it. Um, so I was like, if maybe if you'd let me know ahead of time that I could use $25 a day or whatever it was, like maybe, but we didn't even know we had it. And so we tried to get it removed since we didn't use any of it. And they said they would and then didn't. <laughs> so. I'm going to read the uh, quote that just came out from Attorney General Racine, apparently is the gentleman's name, Carl Racine in Washington, D.C. He says, Marriott reaped hundreds of millions of dollars in profit by deceiving consumers about the true price of its hotel rooms. Bait and switch advertising and deceptive pricing practices are illegal. With this lawsuit, we're seeking monetary relief for tens of thousands of district consumers who paid hidden resort fees and to force Marriott to be fully transparent about their prices 
so consumers can make informed decisions when booking hotel rooms. If that doesn't sum up my opinion of this, and man, yeah. good job, Attorney General. <laughs> I mean, I got to say, I'm a little surprised that he went straight for Marriott because Marriott's uh, headquartered in Bethesda, which is right outside of DC. So, not uh, not giving the the home team any favoritism here. Yeah, I put that up in the award travel group an hour ago when this came out, and that was one of the first two comments was, "How come just Marriott? Why not IHG, uh, Hilton, etc.?" My opinion is Marriott must have you know threw up some softball where it makes it really easy for the attorney general to show how it wasn't properly disclosed compared to the other chains but i guess we won't know until this lawsuit goes through the courts um and it'll be really interesting to see what kind of defense you know marriott and the uh, hotel association there in dc puts up to fight this so really looking forward to that but man it really has been a long fight for a lot of people to see it come to this uh, yeah. place so it's awesome seeing we really hope all the other attorney generals of the 50 states follow suit but Somehow I don't think so down here in Georgia. We're just not going to happen around here. Your, uh, your Twitter rants are slowly starting to pay off. <laughs> so <laughs> Somebody pay attention to the old man yelling into the wind. <laughs> All right. Well, that was just happenstance that that breaking news hit. So I had to get that out there. And plenty of discussion is going to be going on over in War Travel 101. Just let's talk about Straight to the Point's newsletter a little bit. Uh, and that kind of gets down to our very similar philosophy. I think we both recognized in each other when we first met that I think it's caught on a little bit in the space, but still not what everybody's going for. But I think you and I believe very strongly that equal effort should be given to both the earning and redemption strategies of points and miles. I'd go so far as to say maybe more effort into the redeeming. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so tell me about that. Why you signed settled on this philosophy when you came in space and then what, how that led you to create your newsletter. Well, there's just, it's, I think earning points is like the sexy part of miles and points travel. It's, uh, everybody loves seeing their like points balances jump up when they get like a, a welcome bonus on a credit card. Um, but it's just like, <laughs> once you kind of set that stuff in motion, it kind of takes care of itself if you've put together a plan. Um, it's not to say that it's like super easy, but like right off the top, I mean, just right off the bat, I feel like if you just put in a little effort, you can put together a good strategy to move forward and it can be like a long-term strategy and it's not it's not terribly difficult redeeming points that's when you start getting into all the rules and that each different airline program has and you know what the award charts are you know is, is it a region-based award chart is it a distance-based reward chart then you kind of delve into the details and like that stuff takes so much more time and effort to learn so rather than kind of obsessing over the points you're earning when you know just as long as you're like you know doing your normal spend and putting it on credit cards you're earning why not spend that you know just spend the time uh learning what you need to to actually book the seats because you know points are worthless if you don't know what to do with them <laughs> that's going to be the quote of the episode right there they are they are indeed worthless <laughs> if you're redeeming all of your hilton points for microwaves off amazon compared to some nice free oh, nights there's a lot you can do now, it was very much the same opinion. As soon as I came into the space, I guess 2011, 12, and I was like, hey, it's pretty easy to get a lot of these points just from sign-up bonuses and normal spend. But I very quickly recognized that instead of putting three times the effort to get three times the points, I could put maybe two times the effort into making these points go further and get a whole lot more oh, yes. bang for the buck there and redeeming. Yeah, absolutely. And that was just didn't make sense to me how everybody wanted to know, <laughs> even when I first started the community. I want more points. I want more points. You don't need more points. You can just book Delta through Virgin Atlantic. You don't need 60,000 sky miles. Yep. And people are like, what? I'm like, okay, there's a void here in the community. 
um, which I think you've helped greatly fill and will continue to do so. So how did that philosophy lead to a newsletter or, or how did you come up with the idea of, Hey, there needs to be uh, another void filled with the information I have. Yeah. I think if I remember correctly, it was last like August. So August, 2018. And I, I was just, because I mean, and you know what this is like when you just start looking for award space, just to see what happens. Um, I found like, like one day from LA to London on the air, New Zealand, like fifth freedom route in business class. And I just thought that was amusing. So I like tweeted it and then it became this thing where I was like, Oh, maybe I should start like, you know, letting people know when I find these interesting, interesting things when I'm just searching for award space. Um, so that was kind of, that was the, uh, the impetus for it. And I guess I s just created a, like a MailChimp account and set up an email list. And I guess I tweeted out that people like the link where people could sign up. And I think within, you know, a day or so I had like 500 people on the list and, um, yeah, just kind of it's grown from there. I think anytime we present shortcuts in our community, people go after one of the most common questions I get submitted in AT 101 is, Hey, is there a substitute for searching website to website to find a word space? My answer is no. Even with some of the tools that have attempted to make it a shortcut, they're just never close to a hundred percent solution. And yeah. there's just no substitute for that. Kind of brings me into another discussion that I, I didn't tell you we're going to talk about this, but I think it's a, <laughs> a valuable insight into the community that you and I have talked about several times. And, and that's when we try and monetize tools and make a living in our space. It's something that I've dealt with for years when I decided to quit full-time Navy gig and go into the space and try and make a living. I know it's something that you've tossed around. Hey, maybe I should be making a living off this very valuable newsletter that's allowing people to take $10,000 flights for the cost of taxes and fees. What do you think it is that causes that initial wave of resistance in the points of miles community when somebody finds out that we're going to try and make a living by providing valuable services? I think I, my guess, it's just a guess, is I think for a lot of people, it's been a hobby for a long time. Um, and it's, they, they almost look at it as like miles and points is only a hobby. It should just be for fun. Like they're not making money off of it. You shouldn't either. Um, so, you know, I, I guess that I may, maybe I should make that argument about baseball players because baseball is a hobby of mine and like, man, they shouldn't get to get paid because it's just a <laughs> hobby guys just like go on have fun um do it because you love it uh I, I kind of i think that's not not quite on the mark um but i i do understand where there is concern about how people monetize and are they doing it you and i've talked about this before like is a website doing it ethically like are they are they doing what's best for the reader. Um, and I think that's really important and something I've tried to make sure I do in all my writing and, you know, any, like I do award bookings too. Like, but the only way people want to come back long-term to get your help is if you're, I think, actually doing what's best for them and not just trying to do something to line your pockets. So it's, I understand the concern. I think that it just, people paint with too broad of a brush um, when they look at kind of the whole industry. Yeah, I've had some really interesting experiences, many of which I've shared with you when I decided to say, start a subscription Facebook group and to say, it's going to be a yep. hundred bucks a year to be in this group with some really amazing people. A large initial backlash of that. Hey, when I'm going to start a war travel advance, it's going to be nine ninety nine a month. 
uh, quite a few naysayers, although not near as many as I expected, actually, to that. <laughs> People are like, are you kidding me? This guy's trying to make money off of us. And what's really interesting is similar community. So my wife follows several fashion bloggers, mommy bloggers, family bloggers on Instagram, and they throw up and say, hey, I have this course to uh, you know, de-stress your morning routine with your kids. You know, I have eight kids. I'm really good at this. I've been doing it for 20 years. I wrote a notebook about how to de-stress it and make the morning routine good. It's going to be 15 bucks. My wife has no problem and neither do a lot of folks we talk to, you know, paying that over to get a little bit of ease in her life. But when you and I say, hey, nine bucks a month, incredible networking opportunity. We're going to hold in-person events. We're going to talk about advanced topics every single day. This is literally going to save you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars towards travel. There's people that throw their hands up and go, oh, I can't believe this jerk's trying to make money off of this. And, I, and when I'm trying to reconcile these things in my head, you know, I've thought for years now, what, what is it? Is it because we're all penny pinchers? Is it all because, and I don't, I still don't have the answer to that to this day. What, what I've found works and what I think is going to be very easy for your newsletter. If you just, if you decide to take it in this direction is once you prove that you provide value to people the naysayers and those uh, who have a problem with it very quickly go away and you find that you have a wave of support behind you now if you do something and you don't provide value well then that's just really on you but like anything yeah. <laughs> and it's good to see in our community and i think you've seen a few examples of what i've done and it's once you show that you provide value you know before i can say anything to the trolls getting mad and i'm trying to make money you know, there's a, a wave of people on the comments right before I am saying like, nobody's forcing you to pay for this. If you don't like it, go away. Or I've got incredible value out of this. You're an idiot if you don't pay for it. It's just always been interesting how we have these folks that get angry that we dedicate our daily lives and we're trying to take care of our families and ourselves that they get mad when we try to monetize things that help them save thousands of dollars. And I don't know, man, I just don't have the answer to it. I think there's a, there's a few kinds of people in, I think, the miles and points world. Like, I got into it because I wanted to, to like, fly up front and be able to lie down when flying because I'm 6'3", and it's just more comfortable that way. Um, but it's... So for me, it was more just about finding a way to afford what I want to do. Um, other people just, I think, kind of like the game of it. And you kind of also get this mix of... there's a. I always like say there's a difference between frugal and cheap. <laughs> and I... I Nothing against anybody who does couponing. It just seems like it takes a lot of effort for not a ton of savings. Um, but I feel like we're kind of an extreme version of couponing. It's like, like, while someone might be trying to get deodorant for like two cents, we're trying to get a $10,000 flight for like $100. So it's just a, it's a variation on it. And I think sometimes people get so caught up in the idea of like, oh, just don't spend money, whatever you do. I mean, I've seen people complain about having to like, pay for food while they're um like on a vacation um and some of them go to the point where it's like if they have lounge access at a hotel they they don't go out to eat and i was like well what's what's the point in like going to you know italy if you're not going to try the food <laughs> don't just sit in your hotel um so i just you know it's an interesting mix of people i think the vast majority are actually quite friendly it's just the the upset ones are always the loudest um, I think you find that pretty much anywhere in life. Um, they're the loudest. They're the loudest online. But the second you meet them in person, 
they're <laughs> quiet as they can be. <laughs> yeah, that's I, it, it's hard to yell at people in person. And it's, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I used to do voter outreach on political campaigns and I would like train people to do this and they'd get so nervous about going door to door and they're like, can I just call people on the phone? And I was like, promise you, they're less likely to yell at you at the door. It's so hard to like bring yourself and amp yourself up enough to yell at somebody who's standing two feet from you. So it's, and if you do yell at someone who's standing two feet from you, reevaluate things. <laughs> you know, I actually yelled at somebody yesterday in real life <laughs> for the first time since I was a junior officer and a, a situation went bad on submarine, but uh, I've been riding my bike a lot. So I'm doing a triathlon this weekend, my very first one. I'm, I'm already tense this week because it's race week in four months, but Riding my bike around my neighborhood over the last few months, I am tired of people trying to kill me, essentially. <laughs> Driving on the wrong side of the road, still looking at their cell phones, blowing through crosswalks, um, missing me by inches. And yesterday, I was literally in the middle of a crosswalk at a four-way stop. A girl came up in a white SUV, never saw me, never attempted to slow down. If I hadn't slammed on my bike, she would have just T-boned me right in the middle of the crosswalk on my bike. And I had, I've had enough of this. And I actually got, I yelled at her from outside the car. I don't remember what I yelled, but she looked at me with a very surprised look. And I'm telling everybody now, if I, if I get hit right on my bike around the neighborhood, it, it is because these people are morons. And that, so that's finally, I actually felt bad afterwards, but then I realized like, no, she almost did literally kill me in a crosswalk. So that's what it took for me to get amped up enough to get to yell at somebody for the first time. I think in ten years, <laughs> but yeah, that just tangent there. But no, it's right. It, people are very loud online and they're very quiet ninety eight percent of the time uh, in person, or it won't even come up and talk to you because they know <laughs> that they've been such a jerk online. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, it just runs with the territory. Like if you're putting yourself out there. It's going to happen. Um, I mean, I feel bad, honestly, for people who are just like, they, they read something online and decide that they, because they disagree with you, need to yell at you or say something nasty. Or if they don't think you're good enough, then they say something nasty. And yet I don't see them putting out their own stuff. Like, I don't see them putting themselves out there, like creating a website. You know, I'm trying to think you've, I mean, you could create a Facebook group, you can create a website, you can do a, you know, Waller's wallet, like they have a, he has a, Dustin has a YouTube channel, like, you know, I, all these people who complain, I don't see them putting themselves out there and exposing themselves to judgment. So it's, it's easy from the cheap seats. <laughs> very, very true. Are right, going on? What award space are you seeing available the most right now? or available at all that is typically not available? That's a great question. I haven't researched one in like a week, so now you got me caught off guard. Um, <laughs> uh, I've, with, well, I send these occasionally to like Q-Suites alerts. It's recently, it's been, you need to look as far out as the schedule goes if you're going to find space. You kind of have like, you know, 11 months, 10, 11 months out is really like what's, what's available. I haven't checked recently, but that was what I was noticing earlier this year. That's the Qatar Airways Q Suites widely regarded as perhaps the best business product in the sky. Yeah. I think what's their tag first in business. Um, Unfortunately, they only randomly show up here in Atlanta. You just got to basically get lucky and check yeah. the seat map on expert flyer. Yeah. Um, you have the A350-900 with the like reverse herringbone-like seats. Yep. Yeah, which is still not a bad way to go. It's not, but 
if you get unlucky, they very often switch back to the triple seven two hundred with recliner, and then you're oh. not Q Suites, not herringbone recliner. So if you're flying in and out of Atlanta, you better be careful on what day yeah. you decide to fly a guitar. It's uh, yeah. So, but that's one that I think is interesting. Um, I'm starting to, as I told you today, I'm looking at uh, Alitalia. Um, if you want to fly on Alitalia specifically, like the space isn't necessarily easy to find all the time, but it's a pretty cool option that people don't think about. Uh, 80,000 miles round trip US to Europe, about $350 taxes and fees. Um, you know, you can't have connections on partners, so that limits you. But if you can make that work, that's uh, when you start comparing that to other options going to Europe, that's actually quite good. So. No, very much agree. And you can get. Alitalia miles from Amex and anywhere else. Capital One, Marriott. Capital One. I really wish Capital One would give me a venture card. Me too. <laughs> my very first and only Capital One card was a student platinum with no rewards when I was in college. The product changed it automatically uh, probably five or six years ago to Eclipse Silver. For five or six years, I've been applying for Capital One cards and I've been asking for a product change and I've been denied every single time. So Capital One, if you're listening to this, I really want your card. I never, ever, ever use my Quicksilver. I would definitely use a Venture or a Venture One card, at least for <laughs> Hotels.com 10X. So please give me a card. Oh, man, that Hotels.com. I have friends who absolutely, they go nuts. They book all of their hotels on that. Um, and they used to have like, <laughs> they used to be like SPG Platinum or something. Like, And yeah. now they just book everything through Hotels.com on that link. <laughs> Tons of businesses, small businesses doing that now to have the freedom to go where they want to go when they want to go. And I don't yep. fault them at all for that. So I would definitely use it. All right, moving on to uh, our next topic. This is based on some current events from the last few weeks. An article we wrote over on God Save the Points. Love what Gilbert writes over there. Love what you guys are doing. Great voice in the space. This is dealing with City essentially saying, peace out, travel protections. We don't need you, but we're still going to charge a huge annual fee. Yeah. So <laughs> for everybody who doesn't know, Spencer, give us a quick rundown of the benefits that City cut. Uh, yeah, so let's see. They, I mean, they've cut so many. Um, so they've recently cut like trip delay protection, trip cancellation, interruption protection, uh, baggage delay, lost baggage, car rental, travel accident, medical evacuation. Um, those are the, I'm trying to think any other, like, I think they have like a travel and emergency assistance thing. Um, Basically, anything related to travel benefits and even like their, what is it, city price rewind, yeah. uh, like return protection, other things like that. Um, they've just nuked it. <sighs> They're taking it from and any card that had any of these benefits no, is no longer going to have it as of, I think, September 22nd. Um, yep, that's right. Yeah. So that's <laughs> the thing to me is like, it's not just about them taking those benefits away. Uh, it's the fact that like you, especially and the, the, the card I focus on the most, the city prestige, because the cost has gone up to what, four ninety five a year now. And like they've already cut the Fortnite free perk to lim they're limiting to what, twice a year and it has to go through the travel center. So you can't book directly with the hotel, which means no like perks from your status and you don't earn hotel points. They've already they had already changed the trip delay from um, requiring a three-hour delay to a six-hour delay. They've, you know, they cut Admirals Club access. They cut the rate that you can redeem your points in the travel center from on American from like what one point six six cents per point to one point two five, and now 
um, all to, excuse me, like all bookings are all 1.25 and now it's going to be one cent, um, per point starting September 1st. Like they just, they keep cutting things. <laughs> so even when they add things, it's just kind of like, mm, really? <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, step back. If you're brand new to war travel, war travel one-on-one, there are great things called ancillary or secondary benefits or travel protections that credit cards offer. If you pay for a trip on a common carrier, meaning hotel, airline, cruise line, that kind of stuff, really amazing travel protections. It used to be with city for flight was delayed by three hours. Uh, you could get some, uh, cost covered if you needed that. It went all the way down to baggage. If your baggage is delayed showing up, you can get money reimbursed for expenses you need for essential items until your baggage shows up. All kinds of really great things in city over the years has been cutting them. And now city has said goodbye entirely. Now the reasoning was that nobody uses it. And lies. yeah, I think people do use it, but also in my head, the, the less people use it, the cheaper it should be for city to maintain. But they're saying, nobody's using this. So I think it's a little bit of that PR speech that we get with the, with the teeth granted that we can't really leave. But what was your basic conclusion from your article, uh, which we'll put a link to in the show notes over at uh, God Save the Points? Oh, I think they're just handing business to Chase. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it feels like they're quite literally just saying, we don't want your business. There's Chase. Like, there's no way people don't know that there's also a Chase Sapphire Reserve out there. Like, all right, go go over there. Get your uh, trip delay protection, you know, lost bag protection, delayed bag protection. What I mean, just like, just go over there. <laughs> it's just yeah. I and honestly, like, I I think a lot of us who are, I mean, obviously, if you're in the miles and points community or even just a casual traveler, like you've dealt with long delays at some point, and to not be able to like have a hotel covered, like that's. When you have the opportunity to do so, I just don't see how you book things with the city prestige, uh, book flights with the prestige, um, when you can have protection with the Sapphire Reserve. I agree. My only hope is a lot of the times in the credit card industry, we see banks play follow the leader. So I hope we do not see other banks play follow the leader. Yeah. Although we're, we're at a really interesting time, I think, in the U.S. economy where things are going great and they appear to be going great, but we all see, I hope, uh, something on the horizon in the form of a recession, which is, you know, things should be planning now for the recession. Uh, I don't know if that's happening. I don't know if this is a, a precursor or a move. And if the other banks say, hey, this is a great way that we can cut costs as well and get ready for this. I just, I don't know. I hope we don't see that. But it makes me a little bit nervous because of the number of times that we see all of the leader occur in our space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's concerning. I just, like, if, but is it really going to be worth it if people stop using the card and they stop getting the money from all the like swipe fees and stuff like that? Like, yeah, it's interesting. I, I ditched the prestige, I think two years ago now, once they said, Hey, no more free golf. I, I don't yeah, ever. St- I about that one. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. My brother actually was at TPC Sawgrass at the Marriott down there last weekend. He was like, dude, the green fees are $400. And I'm like, yep. I used to have five free rounds and everybody else's free rounds that they never use every year down at these amazing courses but also i don't ever stay in hotel four nights in a row maybe once a year probably not and the uh, travel protection got cut from three hours back to six hours which matched like the csp which had an annual fee that was one third of what the prestige was at the time uh csp is 12 hours is it 12 hours sapphire sapphire prefers 12 hours whereas sapphire is six go. hours yeah um but it just wasn't worth it to me to pay this annual fee i forget what else they cut something else that was like okay yeah for real this card's gone 
I remember making a <laughs> Photoshop of a circle with X, a red X over my prestigious dad canceled it and put it up in a war travel one-on-one. <laughs> I was like, I'm not paying this annual fee. Anymore. Yeah. All right, Spencer, we're going to, we're going to conclude with, uh, I like to get experts thoughts on the future of the space. If you see one or two things that are going to happen over the six, next six to 12 months, either with an airline or with a hotel or with a credit card, what do you think it's going to be? And is it going to be to the benefit or to the demise of us consumers? I mean, is the easy answer just to say that Delta will devalue something? <laughs> I just, <laughs> it's a good guess. I would put, like, I feel like I would give you bad odds. I, was on like, that. I feel like that's safe money. Um, but, um, I hate predictions. Cause I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I would say what I'm, I can tell you what I'm interested to see is how United and American handle their dynamic award pricing for their own flights. Um, like, while they're still keeping the award charts for their partners, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it. Um, like, Delta clearly just gives you no guidance whatsoever and just messes with prices all the time. Uh, on the other hand, Flying Blue, like, they have dynamic pricing now as well. Um, but they still have kind of a saver rate that you can check with their miles price estimator for a lot of um, routes that they serve. Like, I feel like that is a much better way to go. Um, but I'm just curious to see how they will do that. That's, that's my big thing on the airline industry. I think the, what, the deadline for United is November 15th. It's when everything changes over for their own flights. Yeah, I think that's correct. It's definitely mid-November. You might be right on the date. Um, but any, I mean, even if you're booking now, if it's after that date on a United flight, it's kind of fair game for them to charge whatever. Yeah. Um, now I don't, <laughs> I think this has been said before, but I don't think that they're going to just gut uh, the award rates on their own flights right away. Cause I think they want you to like, it's, it's like boiling a frog, right? The whole thing where if you just like slowly turn up the temperature, it won't notice. Um, I think that's what they're going to try to do with that. We're already seeing that quite honestly, both with American yeah. and United. I mean, so I'm looking for, there's, oh, for sure. there's a once a day flight from Houston to Fort Myers where the uh, wonderful Hyatt resort happens to be that we're going to, I'm going to take my sister down there with us. And the, the nonstop is almost completely empty, but it's 18,000 miles one way, not 12,500. Right. So it's kind of like, well, that's a random number. Oh boy, here we go. Like <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's already starting. Yep. So that's, that's just kind of what I'm interested to see. And I'm interested to see how, uh, carriers who are not based in the U.S. handle things. Um, and then, let's see, credit card side. Oh, man. I'm trying to... Th- I, I want to come up with something positive. Um, can I, I'll just do like a, a wishful wishful or hopeful thinking. Right. Like the Marriott, Marriott cards get better. I think they're going to have to. I mean, they're... I think, I, like, quite literally, all I want is three points per dollar on everything. I don't need the bonus categories. Like I don't care. Um, I just, I just want it to be the equivalent of the old SBG card. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, big swing it. I, I used to put so much non-bonus spend on the SBG cards. As yeah. soon as they changed it, I was just like, Oh, done. Thanks for, you know, thanks for coming out. I'm done. I remember that. <laughs> I think it was last August 3rd and that card went right into the drawer and it literally has not been touched since. So uh, I'm with you there. Hope we see some improvements after they get the first year numbers back on the usage rates. I think we're already starting to see that with some of those targeted bonus spins where it essentially is the equivalent of three X. If you hit the, 
yep. it's been your requirement because yep. I'm sure they looked at the first six that. months and went, holy smokes, nobody's touching this like we all said wouldn't happen. <laughs> yep. I got the I got one of those targeted bonuses and that's quite literally why I use it right I, now. I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> got nothing. They know that I'm high up for life and they don't want anything to do with me. That's why. <laughs> Did you get that tattooed yet? <laughs> do what? Did you get that tattooed yet? Hyatt no, don't, not going to get tattoos because I'm not sure what height it's going to look like when I'm 75. So <laughs> nothing that nothing that right. permanent quite yet. But Spencer Howard joining us from God Save the Points as well as straighttothepoints.co where you can sign up for his award alert newsletters for absolutely free for the time being. Spencer, always a pleasure to chat to you. We've been doing this for years. Very intelligent man. Uh, give us where folks can find you uh, on your social to follow you around. Yeah, social. Uh, Instagram is straight to the points. Uh, Twitter is Spencer for miles because straight to the points doesn't fit. <laughs> if you haven't met Spencer, he's a very tiny man. He's also a very bad looking guy. <laughs> um, so you're not missing anything there. I'm sure he'll be at the Chicago seminars this fall with all of us. Big shout out for the Chicago seminars. I think registration is going to open here very soon. The largest points and miles gathering every year at the luxurious Hilton or not. not yeah, we wish it was a Hilton Holiday Inn Elk Grove Village right outside of O'Hare. Just ignore the hotel, folks. You're coming for the knowledge and the fellowship. Just ignore the hotel. That's tough. We'll be right back here on the War Travel 101 podcast. Thanks, Mr. The Award Travel 101 podcast is brought to you by Thrifty Traveler Premium. Over 80 international flight deals a month delivered right to your inbox. Never miss a cheap flight or a mistake fare again. Sign up today for free at thriftytraveler.com slash AT101. A big thanks to Mr. Spencer Howard for coming on the show and discussing really a myriad of topics. Spencer's just a great guy to know and follow in the space. Make sure you do go follow him on social. Read all of his articles over at God Save the Points and absolutely sign up for his newsletter giving you award space alerts. If you don't want to spend a lot of time looking and you got points ready to go, as soon as his email pops up and says, hey, here's two first-class Qantas seats from Dallas down to Sydney, you can pull the trigger and it's an amazing resource. A lot going on in Award Travel 101. Some big news that we're going to share next week here on the Award Travel 101 podcast. But for now, it would do me a huge favor if you would go rate, subscribe our podcast wherever you catch it. We're on all of the major platforms. Big thanks to Mr. Ed Pizzarello for helping me produce this and Maka Rosa for always doing all of our editing. We'll catch you here next time on the Award Travel 101 podcast. <laughs>